You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Welcome to the Spark Influence Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about stewarding our time, our talents, and our resources, and doing ministry together as a family. So uh, Hurricane Ian just came through Florida and affected many families. And it just reminded me of when we went through Harvey here, a lot of the homes around us were destroyed. And so I thought I'd talk about how we responded as a family and then talk about some other ways that we can steward our time, talents, and resources and what that looks like within our family structure. And doing ministry together. Yeah, specifically as how we did it as a family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so you want to lay out the, you know, what happened with Harvey? Sure. So I can't, I don't remember the date. I should have looked it up. I thought it was 2017, somewhere around there. It wasn't a hurricane. It was a tropical depression, tropical storm. And if you're not familiar with it, it impacted the coastline of Texas. And it was an extremely slow moving storm. And it dropped somewhere, I think the official final rainfall was something like 50 inches. It's insane. It's like six feet of rain. And it just stayed on top of our town and it just kept turning and turning over Houston. And places that, it, you know, it's a thousand year, they call it a 10,000 year event, right? But things that had never flooded anywhere, there were, the roads were gone. It was just rivers. And you, you can, oh, there's tons and tons of footage of that. But this was people who had never had any type of event like this, had six feet of water in their house. And fences, walls, everything knocked down. Home people living on their roof, trapped, you know, in their house. It was it was very devastating, and it was tens of thousands of homes, maybe hundreds of thousands of homes. And the, the in the immediacy of that was a extended loss of power for many many people in their homes, but also for businesses. So resources and availability for things like water and and just replenishing food supplies was extremely impacted. And, and, and scarce, right? And so it was very difficult. And so what shaped up was, I think it was called the, like the Great Mud Out, which was, this was, and it was coordinated by churches frequently and in other community organizations where you would get a group of people to go to someone's house and you would literally muck it out. You would sweep and brush and shovel all the mud out of the house, cut the sheetrock at the level above the waterline, and then dump all the merchandise. Like, you know, we'll talk about, we would see streets that, it, it was apocalyptic. It was unbelievable the amount. The streets were completely lined with walls of trash, all their furniture and their beds and their belongings destroyed and paper goods and just mud, mud, mud everywhere. And so that's sort of the groundwork of what we were, what we come into as a family ministry at this moment, which was for several weeks after this, this is what was being done. Yeah, I think sometimes when things like this happen, it can be overwhelming and people don't know where they can help or what they can do. And so for us, you know, Ian went and helped with some of that mucking out at some of the houses because he was strong, young, capable man. But since we have Connor, that kind of wouldn't work out 
worked out for us and I've got, you know, I've broke both of my arms. And so I'm, I'm not good when it comes to mucking things out. Plus I don't like dirt. It's, but a, it's a young man's game. It is. So, yeah. It is. But something that our family, and we've talked about this in previous episodes about our love of food and family. And, and that's something that we can do is cook. And so we went to Costco and we filled up a basket full of chicken and meat it was all going bad. Their generators weren't working, and they they it was like five dollars for twenty pounds of chicken or something. It was ridiculous, right? And we bought them out. I think the first time, like we because they had more, they brought out of the freezers because it was dying. And we probably bought a hundred pounds, hundred fifty pounds, maybe more. Yeah, all up. Probably we ended up probably around three or four hundred pounds of meat. And then we came home and just started doing what we do best, which is cook. We had an assembly line going of aluminum pans and we're making all these different hot meals because yeah i got to share with the world the thing that brought us together in the first place right the first meal you cooked for me when we were dating was your chicken enchiladas very likely the reason we're still together today it was just amazing (laughs) and that's what we started right we smoked all of the chicken and then you made your sour cream chicken enchiladas which are amazing Full, full trays, like the full restaurant trays. And we would put them, you know, in the oven and, and cook them. And then we bought these carriers and we would tote through the neighborhoods coming to these places where people had been devastated and people were working really hard and brought them a hot meal and plates and everything. And they were just so thankful, so grateful. We, we were able to service so many different communities. So right now I've got a friend in Florida whose area was devastated, but her home was fine. So she's going to her friend's houses that were damaged and and grabbing all of their laundry and bringing it home to her house and, and doing laundry. So I think that we have to have a good understanding of our gifts and our talents and to know how that we can apply those resources. So for us, you know, cooking and delivering those meals, it it was a really fun family project for us, but we were also ministering to people. Yeah. I mean, you got to eat, right? And they were, and a hot meal is very different than, I mean, a lot of people are like, I'm so glad it's not peanut brown jelly sandwiches again, right? And, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. But when you're, when you've been helping people and who are just, I remember seeing their faces and it was like PTSD. Like they were just shell shocked. I mean, they were, they didn't know what to do. Some of the homeowners were just kind of wandering around their yard and everyone came together and was helping with them. And then when you show up and say, here, sit down, here's a plate, here's a, here's fork and knife, here's a napkin, here's some tea or water, sit down and eat and relax. Like, and that, that was a, that was a big, big deal. Right. And they could eat a meal and didn't have to, if the more you could take off their plate, the less they had to think about. And we delivered many, many, many of those. Right. And we got to see firsthand the really bad, it was, it was bad for these people. It was terrible. Right. Yeah. And it lasted for months because this was not an easy process. I mean, first of all, you've got to get all of this stuff out of the house. And then we took it one step further. So we invited people that were in our Sunday school class at the time. Our Sunday school class averaged between, you know, three to 500 people any given Sunday. And we opened up our home to anyone who was displaced during Harvey or anyone that would be alone on Thanksgiving. And that was really fun. We had no idea who some of the people were that showed up at our house. And there again, you were able to smoke a bunch of food. And we just had the sweetest fellowship ministering to these people who otherwise would have been 
alone or in yeah. having a difficulty. The restaurants were open. This happened right before Thanksgiving, right? And so I remember things like there were there were people driving from the Dakotas with trailers of like PVC parts because not only was it devastated, but the, when it tried to get repairs, there were no anythings. There was no plywood. There was no two by fours. There was no plumbing. Uh, equipment there was no electrical plugs and outlets like all of the supplies you need to get your house back in order was gone and then immediately appliances would just went offline like there was it was six months for appliances minimum and this is way pre-pandemic right and so when you said hey let's open our house up and let it, it was all day there was no time and we smoked a tur- couple turkeys and a couple of ducks the duck disappeared really quick and it was let them like you don't have to worry about this like come and have fellowship and and that was a big deal for people who really had you know, you, you crave normality when things are really bad like that. And they just wanted something kind of normal, right? And a holiday event is a big deal. And so it was really impactful to a lot of people. And it was really fun. I mean, it was really, God blessed both sides of the game there, right? It was like, it, they were blessed with, with a meal and t- fellowship. And we were blessed beyond prepared because we got to hear stories and talk to people. It was just a really, a really sweet time. Yeah, so sometimes it is our our time that we donate. Other times it's monetary that we donate. And other times, you know, we may not be in the position to do either one of those things. And so we can always come together as a family and pray. And I just want to encourage our listeners, if you feel like, you know, you're helpless to help others around you, there's always something that you can do. And I think when when you work together as a family, I think that, that there's such a blessing there for us as a family unit. But also, I think it was a blessing for other people to see us working together as a cohesive family unit to do ministry. You know, other times we've done things where we've just gone shopping and dropped off supplies. You know, it's looked very different in in, in different seasons of our lives. When our kids were, were younger, we did different things than different service projects that, you know, know, when they're older, but I think that anybody can do this and I just, but I don't see it happen a lot. I don't see where the whole family is involved in something. I think sometimes, you know, either parent are, or their kids are involved with a project for an extracurricular or school event, but I don't see entire families ministering together. And I think that they're missing out on a blessing. Yeah, I mean, it's how this used to be, right? Like a long time ago, this was everybody, the family would come. It's really good education. If you have younger children and they see you, you know, being the hands and feet, then it's important, right? It's a very, it's an incredible object lesson for them to say, you know what, we went and took food to this people or we decided to take all of our old jackets and we drove around and every street light we were giving jackets away to homeless people because winter's coming, it's going to be cold, right? And they give them free stuff. Or just bring them meals, right? Kids, they need to see that, and then they need to be involved in it. And churches are really good, have a lot of activities, at least when I was growing up. Like, that was, there was a lot of things you could do. There was a lot of things that were offered and available, and I think you, I think your point's really good around doing it as a family is really crucial, right? Yeah, but unfortunately, I don't see I don't see that happening a lot in today's world. So, what are some easy things that families can do to begin this practice of doing ministry together? Good question. I have the answer right. Let me you know answer 
right off the top of my head, but the things that we did, I think that are really impactful, there's always someone worse off than you and more needy than you. Right. So whether it's meals, whether it's giving to a food bank that can help, but have the kids do the shopping, understand we're buying these things for someone else. Let's go and buy them and we're going to take them and deliver them and let them see and deliver it because it's a tremendous feeling. You know, I have another thought. When our boys were young and Connor, our special needs child, was was young, our church had started a special needs program and we volunteered, even though we had a special needs child, we volunteered to help off, to help provide a respite for other families who were in a more difficult situation than we were. And that's something that our boys continue to do as they grew up. They would always go work with the special needs people and they would play music for them at Christmas and come into the Sunday school class and play music for them because that was their gifting. That was that's their what gifting. I was say. Yep, their gifting. And we use that a lot, going to, to retirement homes and, and elder care homes and playing music for them and especially around holidays when it's a really lonely time, right? And they got to see that. I mean, they they saw and the, the, there was appreciation and a joy that they brought and especially the special needs, right? It, it takes one to know one and what their what special needs go through. So it helps a lot to have, we had Connor and he could be there. And there are people with children who had profoundly more difficult time than Connor would, but they loved, they all loved the music. And Ian was of the age that he was just fun to play with them you know, and had a good time. So yeah, it was, but that's a good alignment of taking their gifts and using it as a ministry, right? It doesn't have to do, it could just be babies. Anybody can just go and babysit them, right? And that's fine. And that's needed. But I think you were flexing on their talent to, to really bring some joy to that type of ministry. And, th- and they use that for many, many years, right? That was a, that's a, and it's a good example, whatever your kids' talents are, right? The football days where we would do the special where the football team does all the special needs kids come and they, they play football with them and they show them, they give them a shirt and they get to put helmets on and play with them. That's the, that's them using that talent. There's a sports team that's really uplifting, you know, to children like the, who needed that. Right. So there's a broad spectrum of help and capabilities. It doesn't have to always be a disaster response, right? It doesn't, it can be, a heart need response. Yeah, I, I love I love that because you're right. It doesn't have to just come in a time of disaster. And I think you can use your your family's skills and abilities, but I think you can also use things that make you angry or things that make you, you know, happy. So, you know, I think we can can work on projects where we see an injustice in the world and we want to do something about it. For for you in particular, you've always had a even long before we had a child with special needs, you've always had a special place in your heart for special needs kids. So working and and doing something to help them out has always kind of been a soft spot. Another soft spot for you, you mentioned, I mean, you always, I remember your mom saying you always, you know, would give away all the blankets and (laughs) all of the coats to the homeless people. But all we have to do is take a look around us. There are desperate and needy people everywhere. Sometimes they just need you to take time to talk to them. I don't know how many people we've been accosted by in the stores, you know, especially your mom when she was alive, people always gravitated to her. And, you know, some of those people are just really lonely and they don't have anyone and they just need someone to speak to them and to notice them and to to pay attention. And so it can be a small kind act like that, or it could be something, 
you know, larger. If you have a lot of resources, if your family has been gifted monetarily, then to much is given, much is required. And you can put your time, your talents, and your resources to good use if you just look around to the needs that are all around you. Yeah, there, uh, you don't have to look far and you don't have to look hard. And like you said, it could be the, the woman behind you in the grocery store, but it could be people at your church. There are plenty of people like um, uh, our friend who we met. She was she was widowed and she was kind of lonely. And we invited her over and to watch movies and hang out. And it was like adopt a grandma. It was it was I, I got more way more out of it probably than she did. It was uh, you know there is all those kind of needs, and it's really your point about to be seen. That's a ministry too. People, the loneliness is a horrible thing. It's very horrible, and and just finding those people out and just maybe taking them to dinner or have a meal with them, bring them a meal. You know, you don't have to stay necessarily, but they know that someone else in the world sees them, and you are doing a tremendous thing when you recognize them and you you engage with them. Absolutely, and. Prayer, I just can't underestimate the power of prayer. And if you can't do anything else, I know that you can always pray. When I was homeschooling the boys and they were younger, that's something I did a lot was I would pray for other people. I also, when I cooked meals, I would double the meals that I made and stick stick one in the freezer. And so when someone was having a baby or someone passed away, I could always whip together a meal or I had one in the freezer that I could pull out and, and share. So I think I want to recap a little bit. When we're talking about ministry as a family, it, it is any of those activities. It doesn't have to be disaster, which that's a really good time for children to see and understand that. And it's a scary time. It can be If you're in, in the middle of this, this is really scary for kids. Their continuity of life has been dramatically torn up, and that's reassuring and it's helpful. And we're always better and feel better when we're helping others. Like our, our, our soul just glows when we do that, and the, the return – is almost always more than what you've given. So bring in your children at any age and involve them in that. But it's also that, you know, that other thing where we've done this before. If you're you're in a restaurant and you're eating as a family and there's maybe an elderly person eating by themselves, ask them to come sit with you. That's charity, man. Like bring them over and say, would you like to join us and have a conversation and get to know somebody, right? And now they're not having a meal alone. And then there's so many service works and things you can do. Go work at soup kitchens or your your church will have some type of outreach ministry. It's not just for adults. Charity is not just for adults anymore. Like it's bring your kids along and do the whole thing as a family, really. Well, and I think today's kids, especially here in America, have so much, even families that by our living standards have less, have much more than the entire rest of the world. Oh yeah, our, even our poorest people are, are rich compared to people in other other parts of the world. They're, yeah, they're, I mean, it doesn't dis, it doesn't lessen their hardships, right, at all by any means. But always know that it's there's degrees of disparity 
But I think showing them that the world doesn't revolve around them and it's not all about them is probably one of the best benefits to open their eyes to the needs of people around them and to understand we're here for a greater purpose and it's not all about us. Actually, we're here to bring glory to the Lord and to make disciples and to tell people about Jesus and to love on people. And all of these different projects that we've talked about are different different ideas of how we can serve together as a family are ways of us loving on people and pointing them to Jesus. Yeah. And this, I mean, it's the most powerful ministry tool as well, right? If you, people see this happening and maybe they aren't a believer and you're just giving selflessly and you are providing charity and, and you have that, that conversation becomes open. Like, why are you doing this? Why, why are you helping me with this? And well, let me explain to you something. And you've opened the door to that conversation and your children now learn to be more evangelical because they're trying they're delivering hope and, and happiness or, or just basic necessities, but you're doing it as a Christian with a loving heart, not expecting anything in return. And that's being a missionary to these people, whoever they are and whatever the situation is. And that's really good for children to see that and learn that. I don't think they have enough understanding of that. Ministry is just a word about some people who live in another country who go to build schools, right? That's like, you know, growing up, that's what kids, that's their impression, right? That's what they're going to see. And that's what they hear. It's a mission trip, not living their life on mission. And I yeah. think that's where very good. Very good point. the differentiator is, is if you are always living your life on mission for Jesus, you can always find ways to love and serve other people. I wanted to just go back to what you just said about, you know, loving on people that you don't know. One of the things that we were able to do after Harvey, our church had gone and had set up all these different crews to mud out all these different houses. And then a couple months later, we came back into those same areas. We have something called Serve Saturday, where we serve widows, orphans, the poor, different groups of people. And, you know, I was able to take our youngest son with me to a neighborhood to go follow up with those people that we'd We'd been in their area, you know, the church had helped them just to come back and invite them to church. And like your point, they were much more receptive because they didn't get it. Like, why are you people taking time out on your Saturday to come help me? And and it was it was it was life changing for them. Yeah, it was. And and we had a lot of people discover our church because of that, right? And discover a lot of people I don't remember the number at the time, but it was a lot of people accepted Christ. Because we had started way back, we planted the seeds by being by being selfless and loving them and helping them. And and you know, I don't if people remember, it, it, Harvey was weeks of work. These are people who like quit going Months. to their jobs, yeah. And there were kids who just didn't go. I mean, I think it was I don't know if it was a high, if it was a break or not, but many businesses are suspended suspended you know operations, and it was a long time that people spent a lot of money and a lot of effort to help their fellow man with. It was, it was very impressive. That event, which is now refreshed in our memory with what Ian did to, to uh, Florida and the Carolinas, you know, is an opportunity for us to step up as Christians and say, let's help, right? Let's, let's do this. Let's, let's make this, let's help our, our, our fellow man. And so that's the extreme example of that family ministry, right? You know, like we're not, we're not part of the Cajun Navy. We're not going to be there. Although they do bring families and they have all bring trailers and they come as a whole group. And that's a really cool, uh, that's a really cool thing that they do. But just, you know, you always say this, or I think we both say it, 
the mission field is just, it could be your block. Like your street could be your mission field and your neighborhood and your store and everything around you. There's plenty of people hurting and needing help within five miles of your house all the time, right? It's great and aspirational to go to other countries and help. And I don't say anything to diminish any of that because it's needed. But I think people don't often do a lot because they feel like it's got to be, you know, a trip to Guatemala to go build, you know, mud huts or whatever, whatever they do, right? Churches or schools or something. But you can do all of these ministry activities right where you live. And it, it would be so impactful to the community. Improve where you live by being that that person that you that we've talked about. Yeah, that's about being salt and light and about being the hands and feet of Jesus right where you are. Uh, I like that you said that in our neighborhoods and and even at our workplaces. You know, there's opportunity all around us for us to use our time, our gifts and our talents and our resources to help our fellow man. And so I would just encourage families to, you know, come together as a family and talk about what your giftings are. Talk about the things that you love and what what you, what you have a heart for, right? What are some needs that you can fill together as a family? Or what are the things that are really bothering you? Like the injustices in the world that you, that you are just really passionate about. And then I would just go all in as a family and work together to start solving some of those problems locally or beyond. If your passion is to go out on on the mission field, plant a family mission together and work together to raise the money to be able to do that. It doesn't matter what you do. I think the important thing is that you just talk about it as a family and start looking for ways that you can use your gifts and your talents to serve others. And you never know what passion you'll awake in your children when you do this because they could see that they have a heart for this and maybe they want to be in ministry or maybe this is they want to start some type of charitable organization or some type of fund that's going to help people. There's usually some passion that gets uncovered and they're like, I didn't know this. I didn't know this about myself or this is what I wanted to do. I really need to, I, this is where I want to work. And and if you don't ever do that, that never gets uncovered, right? Help them steer their ship a little bit. I think it's a, a tremendous benefit to their hearts. Yeah. Well, I hope this episode has given you some ideas of ways that you can serve together with your family and pray it encourages you.